When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, welcome to Pretty Scary. Pretty Scary Boo. Boo. Yeah, I think. Yes. Yeah, that's the one we're doing Pretty. because I'm Adam Todd Brown. And uh, you're. I'm, I'm uh, Caitlin Cut. Oh, yeah. So this is. Yes. So this so, is pretty actually, scary. I forgot to you, write it down. When you put all of that together, though, yeah. I. I do, I do know what we're doing now. Yeah, I've, I've got okay. it figured out. Caitlin, how's it going? Well. You know, it's really neat at almost 36 to wake up one day and have a brand new fear of some way I could die. And I want to thank this entire episode for this possibility. This might entering be the into most, my brain. This might be the most uncomfortable thing we've talked about on an episode. It is an uncomfortable death. So it's not painful. It's just horrifying and slow. Anyway, it's yeah, I, I didn't ever this had never crossed into my brain. And I really did pride myself as an erotic borderline hypochondriac. I, I felt like I had thought of all the ways I could die. I yeah. really thought that. Oh, yeah. I was wrong. Yeah. I haven't gotten to this yet. Yeah. We're talking about a phenomenon today called grain entrapment. And what's also horrifying about it is not just that it happens, but it mostly happens to teens and kids. But uh, we'll we'll get there. Okay, but can I just say, like, that's not how I want to start the sentence, but like, it shouldn't be a majority adult death. Okay, <laughs> right? Like this, like grown ass humans shouldn't be dying this way. Right? Because no, no one should be dying this way. We, you know what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like, I always come back to jaywalking. People are, you know, the little memorials on the side of the road. Oh, he died walking across the street. I'm like, how old was that person? I don't know yeah. how sorry to feel for this person. Because <laughs> if you're over 26, okay, let's just put it there. Because everybody's brain is done developing after 26. And you're jaywalking and yeah. you die doing it. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Someone just died in front of my apartment maybe six weeks ago. Sure. Because I live right off PCH and oh, PCH. Yeah. Exactly. This is where my thought came from, because I would drive PCH to Torrance in the city that you live in. Yeah. And I would see all of these people like memorials of people that died walking across the street. And I'm like, how? And what happens by my place is people will try and cross this point where there's no median. So you have to navigate both sides and like 50 feet away. There's a huge median. So just cross there and then you only have to survive one half at a time. It's it's nuts. So yeah, you're right. This is a way adults should not die. I, I don't know another way to say it. I don't want kids like, to die this way. It's very horrible to think of, but it just you should I, yeah. You should be, that up. You should be tricked into dying this way, which is kind of what happens with grain entrapment. It's not really a trick. 
It's just uh, yeah. that, that farms are employing some fun tricks and jumping through some fun loopholes that allow this to still happen. You know what? It got me also thinking about like how as a kid, I thought I would be encountering quicksand a lot more often because of all the movies we watched with quicksand in it. Yeah. And, you know, the other dumb thought I had was like, oh, this is a much more applicable use of that same stunt and same tension point in a film. We could just just give it a grain silo. Yeah. And you got me like. And good news. That film exists. Yeah. It's called Silo, and that's what gave me the idea for this episode. I have been scrolling through Amazon movies looking for something to rent, and I passed Silo a couple times, and I was like, what? Is this like a haunted corn silo? Like, just stay out of it if that's the case. Just get your (laughs) corn. Does the corn become haunted and then spread throughout the U.S.? Haunted corn sounds really scary to me. I mean, it would be in almost every home, so that's a problem. But Yeah, right. This wasn't haunted corn. When I finally looked at the the description, it's it's about a young tyke who gets trapped in a grain silo. Which and is like, did you watch honestly, this? Did you watch the yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah. And I got mad at you because I was like, <laughs> God damn it, Adam! I don't want to think about this. I watched the parts I needed to watch for the. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, let me just. I don't know the storyline. I don't. I, I don't know the whole thing, but I watched the significant pieces of what we were enough to viscerally disturb me. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. It's I'm not going to pretend it's a great movie. Like I no. don't I don't want to give people that impression, but the scenes where this kid is trapped in this grain silo are fascinating and uh, very entertaining and very uncomfortable. Like I felt it yeah. in my chest. It's just that sometimes they cut away to like bullshit family drama that no one cares about. That, that stuff was, we didn't need it. Yeah. It was like, um, it's like one of the, it could have been, you know, like a 28 hours kind of thing. Or like the, remember that shark movie that came out a couple of years ago where the girl was like yeah. stuck on the buoy. If it had just been how this person escapes a silo and just that, that's the only drama we need. They kept peppering in family dynamics. And I'm like, yeah. you're gilding the lily here, people. Yeah, no I'm, one, no I'm, one gives a shit. I'm I'm here with it. Like I'm doing it. I'm here to watch this. So so what is grain entrapment? It's kind of yeah. it's kind of what it sounds like. It's when a piece yeah. of corn comes up and entices you into committing a crime that you wouldn't have committed otherwise. Very yeah. wait, wait, no, no. Different oh. kind of entrapment. Sorry. Oh. That's well, police then- entrapment. We're talking grain oh. entrapment. Let me check. That is when a person becomes partially submerged in grain and can't get out on their own. Totally quicksand status. It is like you can't move. And it, if it, you move, you sink. Yeah, that doesn't sound that bad on it on its own. Is oh yeah. Well, so what do you do? You you reach in and pull them out. We'll get there. It's it's so much so much worse than that. What a what a pedestrian assumption on our end. That's what I thought too. Yeah. Negative. It's basically like when ice falls apart. Like you have to get like a big plank of wood. You can't. And it's so stressful. It's a whole rescue operation, and the the way it's most commonly caused is through this practice called walking down the grain, which means an employee. Now picture a corn silo, people at sure. home, which is a silo filled with corn. If you can't picture a silo, yikes. Mm, Fucking Google it, I, I guess. Mm, don't 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 admit that in public. Yeah. Don't don't talk about that openly. Yeah. And what walking down the grain means is an employee will go inside this corn silo and walk on top of the corn as it's being drained at the bottom. 
which is meant to encourage the movement of the corn. Wildly dangerous thing to do. It is. Why wouldn't there be some kind of bungee-like apparatus to at least? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, like here's because the, the thing. It, it in in practice looks like a bad idea. Like I can't imagine doing it and thinking like, oh yeah, I'm going to go grocery shopping. Like, no, I'd be terrified the whole time. Yeah. The problem is in a lot of cases, there are certain safety measures in place inside the silo. It's just that when it starts happening, it happens too fast and you can't reach those things. And that's why OSHA, they strictly prohibit this. You're, you're not supposed to do it. The problem is much like if you run a small podcast network, Mm. if you have less than 10 employees, OSHA Mm. regulations don't matter. Like they don't really apply to you. Or if you run a family farm and you want your kids to work on it. Which explains why you constantly have that open flame next to you when we record. That makes more sense now. And well, also the tracking device that I put on you. Yeah. Well, that I just kind of assumed because you care about me. I want to know why well, I, I care okay. about you being here to record when it's time to record. Yeah, I just hear the care about me part and I stop listening to the rest of it because I'm a I'm a good person. Yeah, that's what I'm counting on. I, I yeah, pray right. on things like that because yeah. OSHA regulations don't apply to me. Yeah. And I'm attracted to people just in all forms of my different life for people that just completely take advantage of yeah, me. Well, of no course. wonder I did stand up for so long. <laughs> oh, hey, fucking stand up. So to it that anymore <laughs> the the reason employees would do this is they they may enter grain facilities if the grain is stuck or clumping sure. or in grain vehicles and outdoor piles children have also been entrapped or engulfed so it's not just in silos anywhere there's a big ass pile of corn or grain of any sort you could drown in it basically and yeah you wouldn't expect that but it happens it usually happens one of three ways A grain bridge where the grain appears stable, but is actually unstable grain sitting on top of stable grain. Vertically stacked grain may seem stable, but just fall on you in like a landslide, which again, you think, oh, I just got covered in three or four feet of corn. I can just push my way out. Yeah, it's not a pile of leaves. (laughs) Like it doesn't work that way. It's very heavy. but I didn't, none of this was anything I had considered before. No. This, did not, this was a thought of completely new thought exercise for me. Now I'm just going to be afraid of corn fields. I'm just starting with the fields. Well, we talked about corn detasseling and corn rash and things like that. Corn <laughs> is scary in all its forms. And then it gives people diabetes. I forgot about that episode. Oh, yeah. We've talked about so much. Yeah, we should just do an episode about corn. You have a whole podcast about it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Caught the band. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's the joke. Uh, <laughs> also, if grain begins moving while a person is on top of it, most people's body weight will cause them to sink into it. And like Caitlin said earlier, it's like quicksand. Just just the exact same thing, the same way that's depicted in movies. Engulfment happens very quickly due to the suction of the grain. Once it starts moving, you don't just sink into it. It starts pulling you down. It's the exact same thing they say about quicksand when you see it in a movie and they're like, don't move. The more you move, the more you're going to sink. It is the exact same fucking thing, but with corn. (laughs) I just 
Okay. The listener currently is thinking, how much more could they possibly have to say on this topic? And I just want you to know that Adam has created six page pages of, of this, of, of info, all pertinent. I just wanted to jump in because it's, <laughs> there's it's, so it's, much here about this that is shocking. It's one of those things that just keeps getting worse as, as you dig into the details. No kidding. Uh, like how suffocation can happen in minutes because, again, you're drowning in corn. And it also can take hours for a rescue team to locate and evacuate a person because this is a huge silo and now you're just somewhere underneath it. They don't know if you're five feet underneath, ten feet. Well, let's just do away then with this whole needle in a haystack analogy going forward because clearly it's just hard to find anything on a farm. That's what I'm getting from oh, this. Oh, yeah. Including, okay. including happiness. So yeah. over half of the people who become entrapped eventually become engulfed. So that, those two different engulfed means you're all the way under. Entrapped means at least your head or something is above the corn. Engulfed is the, the death part, though. You're not going to make it out after. You're yeah, if you get engulfed, you're probably going to die in a couple of minutes. There's a few stories I found about people who like found an air pocket when they were engulfed and that managed to keep them alive long enough. But yeah, if you go under, you're going to die. And that in the silo movie, when this incident happens, it happens to two people and one of them just goes under immediately. And when the rescuers show up, they're like, well, where's this guy? And the kid's like, he went under and they're like, all right, well, I guess we're just focusing on you then because you're dead. You're dead. If you sink underneath corn just a lot of perspective in that silo movie you know what i'm saying it really is and so if a person is stuck once the grain stops flowing most people can't get out on their own if they're submerged past their knees which that also is crazy like imagine being stuck this is just not like i none of this is something i was prepared to understand because i would think oh i'm good i'm only past my knees Wrong go, Caitlin. You're going to die. You're going to die in that silo. Like if you grew up in a snowy enough environment like I did, mm. you know that there's there's times where you're walking on snow and this will happen. And like your your leg will just go deep in snow. Imagine if you couldn't move after that. Like if you just were fucking stuck there well, until someone snow, came and got you out. Snow doesn't rush to gather in after you all at, you know what I mean? That yeah. in that way, sometimes when you like, whoop, like in the snow, it's funny. And like, there's like that wily coyote imprint that your body's made with, with the grain thing. It's like water. It just seals up after you. There is no way to even know where you entered into the, the pile of grain. Ugh. I don't like it. Yeah, if it goes past your waist, you're you're definitely going to need help getting out. If it goes past the chest, get right with your maker because mm. it's going to be really touch and go as to whether you survive that at all. It sucks you in. This is the thing I had not considered. It's because of the weight of the grain. It yeah. causes all this pressure on your body, especially if you're trapped horizontally, which that would oh, be the no, worst. That's, that's a bad sitch. And it makes it more difficult to breathe, even if your airway is not obstructed. And it gets worse each time you inhale because that corn moves in a little bit more every time you inhale. So you're suffocating and you're being crushed. Yeah. People have likened the pressure to cement or quicksand 
again. And I think that it's, you know, what's made us assume we could get out of this, Adam, is the beanbag. Yes. I think we assume it's like a beanbag, like a bunch of beanbags. Yeah. When the truth is you could like, you could potentially die from unpopped popcorn. Like you could just drown in movie theater popcorn waiting to be like basically what we're talking about here. Rice. I'm assuming this could happen with rice, probably wheat, oats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All killers, all kidney beans, black beans, beans for sure. All beans. lentils, beans, beans, just all the beans. Good for your heart. Just don't drown in them as don't the, drown the in famous them. childhood saying goes. What a weird extraction process too. like what the body would look. It would just be weird. Yeah. To see a de- body that was a victim of grain and engulfing. Oh, we're going to, we're going to talk about one. I know. Soon. <laughs> oh, I know. Also, if, if grain falls on a person, it can cause blunt force trauma, which what? That, that also makes sense. Yeah. But and it's like a sandbag. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. I, I'm desperately trying to pull this into some <laughs> frame of reference for myself. It's just like so shocking to me, this grain entrapment concept. Yeah, it's shocking that it happens. And we'll get to the statistics. It's not a particularly rare thing. Like, it doesn't happen all the time, but I'd say a couple times a month, at least. Like, it's a lot. Just a lot. For what this death is, it's a lot. The uh, yearly deaths from grain entrapment hit a peak of 31 in 2010, which again, doesn't sound like a lot, but unlike most other workplace accidents on farms, the rate of grain entrapment in America has not decreased. It just keeps going up. And, huh. and it, it's, it's because this is, oh yeah, like it, it's a thing that you're only going to send. I don't know. I don't know why you would do this. Like, I don't know why you would have to just have blatant disregard for the person you're sending in to do this. That's why I'm saying it really should only be children and young teenagers because adults have no business doing something like this. And I I think that is why it's mostly children and teenagers. Yeah, because because otherwise, like, yeah, that's why. It has to be why. Because all you would ever have to do is stand me outside of a grain silo, explain an eighth of what you have just said to me, and I'd be like, well, never going in there. Like, like, But kids are like, oh, you scared? They're stupid. (laughs) They are. Their kids are very stupid. Stephen King gets it. Yeah. So let's talk about the rescue process. If this happens to you, most cases happen in rural areas, which means rescuers such as fire departments and EMTs have to travel a whole lot of distance to get to you. Yeah. And this is a thing where depending on how deep you're submerged, you need help fast or you're going to be crushed to death. If nothing else, to make matters worse. See, this is like, you think we're through the bad part. We're not. And now we're- That's why I prepared them for how many pages you have written on this topic, because I get it. Now we're getting to the part where it's also dangerous just to try and rescue a person from this. I feel bad for the EMT people. This is like trying to rescue somebody from the ocean in the middle of a hurricane. Like, that's what we're talking about right now. Like, it's that risky. And one of the reasons is because most of these cases happen in enclosed spaces, obviously, such as grain silos, which means that toxic air pollutants such as mold and toxic gases make the air dangerous to breathe for the entrapped person and the rescuers. Also, the grain is often kept 
fresh with air conditioning, which means the core temperature inside that grain is often around 30 to 40 degrees, which means... Uh, which this is, that fact is the one I really didn't see coming. Yeah. You can die That's of hypothermia from this. In a, in a silo of corn. Yeah. You would never expect that shit. Freezing up to your chest and lentils. Dead. And here's the thing. If you're not freezing, there's also a risk of heat stroke because some of the causes of warm conditions inside the silos, uh, poor ventilation, if there's hot weather and heat being released from the grain as it decays can make it like 95 to 100 some degrees inside there. It sounds like outer space. When you talk about these silos, it's like, here are all the ways you die. There's an episode. We should do all the ways you die on all the different planets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, this, I feel like if you put this on the list for another planet, they'd be like, what the fuck is going on down there? <laughs> Why are they walking in their grain silos? Why do they Why still is, have grain silos? Why is it so cold below and so hot, so hot above? It's fucking weird. It's so fucking weird. So, uh, if a person is submerged, even as high as their waist, they can't just be pulled out with a rope, which when I was watching the silo movie and I'm seeing this kid sink, I'm like, just throw him a fucking rope. It's just full. Nope. Just he's right there. Just full. Just throw him a rope. Nope. It's not that simple. It requires 400 pounds of force to remove a person who's just buried at the waist. 900 pounds to remove someone who's fully engulfed attempts to remove people can cause serious spinal injury and attempts to pull people out with ropes connected to tractors have mostly resulted in separated shoulders Oof! i just don't even know what to say that's so it's medieval it's so it scary is. it is and that's why this is banned that like this is you're right it's a medieval practice it's it's a thing it's like poking a hole in someone's skull to to cure their diseases trepanning they called it like we don't we know we you don't do that anymore because it just kills people. And but they people still do this. But I this is I would kill someone because I would assume all we need is a rope. It's, it's oh, yeah. see, that, that's the other thing about this, Adam, is it's so much more hopeless than I realized at the beginning. Yeah, there's a good chance if this happens, you're going to die. It's fatal a lot of times. Because also the process to get someone out, you basically have to build a structure around them. The process to free someone involves building walls around them with wood or snow fencing or whatever you can get to stop that flow of corn toward their body. And then you just have to dig out the corn around that structure until you can pull them out. And they have these special made tubes that are made for that purpose. But with those, you got to move really fast because those increase the pressure on the body of the person you're trying to rescue. This is just, it's like the end of a Mission Impossible movie, but so much more trashy. It's, yeah, you would, I don't know. I feel like, well, I don't feel like, I know that watching a movie where this happened, I feel like you would immediately start Googling around to see if they're dramatizing it at all. And I did. I was like, is I was like, is grain entrapment even? Is this a real thing? And let me tell you, it is real. It is a horror show. So yeah, the, there's the plastic tubes. In some cases, cutting a hole in the side of the container or facility that the grain is in can be helpful. But there are a number of conditions in which it can cause further issue, 
including possibly sucking the person further into the grain by causing it to move, causing structural damage to the facility, and even potentially causing a dust explosion. What? It's just, it, it just keeps unfolding as a horrifically dangerous situation. I can't believe it. And needless to say, if you do make it out, you're going to require immediate medical treatment. It's not like you yeah, just like get you, out and like, you're like, let's, let's hit a Carl's Jr. and celebrate. No. No, it's like you've got the bends now. Yeah. Like it, 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 it's, it's a combination of every horrible way. It's like, it's like falling into ice. It's like, it's, it's like getting the bends. It's like a fire. It's, I mean, it, it's all of the elements in a grain silo. Who knew? And also pretty traumatizing from a mental standpoint. There is, I don't think, I don't know if it's one of the stories we included in the notes, but there's a story about one guy who this happened to and he was the the quote from him is something along the lines of it took like 30 seconds for me to be completely trapped and I don't like talking about it. And this guy ends up like so traumatized he can't work on a farm anymore, which is a thing he had been doing his whole life. So he ends up getting a job at a gas station right across the street from the corn silo where he almost died. Well, if that's not a small town allegory, I don't know what is. Yeah. So the the best way to prevent this, obviously, is to not do, don't go in a corn silo. Just don't go, don't look at them, don't think about them. And there's, there's like, there's ways to avoid it. Like, if you take care of the corn properly, it's going to move around the way you need it to. It'll be fine. Like, it does, there is a possibility that you'll need to go in and break some of the corn away from the side if it clumps up. But the thing is, you don't do that while the corn silo is operating at the bottom. This is where robots are going to help. Yeah. I hate, I'm sorry, but like, this is not something a human being should be forced to risk their life to do. Yeah. If this like, happens, it, a farmer should be mad that he just lost some equipment. Not that, not that a no, local team yeah, it should, died. shouldn't ruin a family. Like yeah. it, you know, no, this oh, is a robot job. Oh, 100%. OSHA does require workers who enter a grain facility to wear a lifeline and be assigned another employee to observe them and that the employer keeps appropriate rescue equipment available on site. But again, many employers aren't subject to these OSHA requirements and they have lifelines installed. But again, those aren't usually effective because if you're getting pulled in, you can't reach that lifeline. You have to hope someone can get to it and toss it to you. And by then, will it even matter? If you're submerged below the waist, you could keep yourself maybe from getting sucked in further with that. Honestly, I don't, I don't know. I, (laughs) it seems hopeless. It seems like you do need like a full blown rescue team to actually get someone out of this. I I don't know how you, a coworker, (laughs) it's going to do much. Yeah. And it also, in a lot of cases, these lifelines aren't attached securely enough to even matter. Like if anything, the corn is just going to pull that lifeline off the wall and pull it down with 900 you. pounds. If you're waist deep, that's what you need to get out. So unless they've got uh, Caitlin, it's only 400. If you're waist deep, it's My bad. 900. If you're horizontal, which no way like a mat, then you're like, that's then you're in a corn coffin. I don't like that whatsoever. You only need to sink like six inches and you're dead. Yeah. There are people who've died being like a foot, underneath the corn. Yeah, I could see that. That's insane. Oh. Yeah, cuz you can't even lift your arms up. There are also education programs through agricultural centers and schools and government institutions that warn of the dangers of this, including in-person demonstrations 
using human volunteers in simulators. And of course, there have been incidents of demonstrations gone wrong and requiring rescue operations. So now they've started finally calling for mannequins only to be used in situations like this. Are these all, I'm assuming this is all America. Oh, of course. Like that, that (gasps) reminds, like imagine if someone was doing a demonstration of like that famous fireworks exploding in a hand, but they're just putting them in real hands. Yeah. Like, look, this is a bad idea. Like watch this kid die. You'll see. Frankly, that's how most of us were raised anyway, from a metaphorical standpoint, but true. Here's a fun side note. Climate change is making this worse. Oh, God damn it. In 2019, entrapment cases went up by 27% over 2018, and deaths from entrapment cases went up 53%. This is because 2019 was extra wet and cold across the Corn Belt, causing (laughs) farmers to harvest late and produce immature and damp grain, which causes higher spoilage. Oh, grow up. Be so immature, grain. Just a bunch of like shitty attitudes. It's spoiled. It's spoiled. You know, as as it just said. This means it's more likely to clump and stick, as well as to cause grain bridges, all factors that cause difficulty draining and requiring workers to enter the facility to release it. What are you going to do? This sounds like, you know, not even robots. This sounds like a problem that could be fixed with a really long stick. A pole. That's what I was thinking. Like, how is this not a just, pole? So, like, or like a pool net. Like anything. Just stand in that fucking doorway with a long jackhammer or something, and fucking. Ugh, I don't. Get I it. mean, if they want, if the corn wants a specific experience, just throw a bunch of mannequins down there. Yeah, and here's the point you know? where someone's going to jump in the comments and tell us why this isn't possible. Fine. Mm-hmm. We're dreamers. Okay. Sorry. You live with your feet on the ground. You, We're just you trying to inject a little bit of hope into this hopeless grain silo situation. From 2005 yeah. to 2015, there were an average of 35 incidents a year, 60 to 70% fatal. That's a lot. That is not a good survivability rate. So that's like at least 20 people? Uh, Yeah, Jesus. it would be around, yeah, around 20 uh, or so. Uh, yeah. Ugh. God. But the actual number of incidents is likely higher, uh, even up sure. to as much as a third higher, because non-fatal accidents are underreported. 2009, uh, which was an especially wet year, led to an especially high rate of incidents and deaths in 2010. The, the rates were going down, but since 2017... These incidents have been going up, Caitlin, as well as other confined space incidents, which here's one I didn't think about, such as accidents in manure pits. I I, just watched Back to the Future. I don't know if I'd rather drown in corn or manure. Oh, I'm going to pick corn. Yeah. I don't want to die in a pile of shit. Oh, no, no. So in 2017, there were 54 confined space incidents, 23 deaths. In 2018, 61 incidents, 26 deaths. 2019, 67 incidents and 39 deaths. Total grain entrapment incidents rose by 65% between 2017 and 2019. One in six entrapment deaths is a person (sighs) under 16. So so gross and sad. But again, like, I understand how kids die this way. I do. Like, I get how kids 
you know, they die on train tracks, they get hit by, I mean, you know, it happens, but it's like the one weird situation where I'm more upset about the adult deaths because I know they're doing it because they have to for work instead of just being No, 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 no. These kids are doing it for work too. Oh God, I'm so angry now. Because what's happening, a lot of these happen on family farms where there are no regulations. Like people freak out about kids working on their parents' farms like that's child labor. That's the law. Kids can work wherever they want as long as it's a family business. This is so tragic. So what this is, is farmers hiring like teens or undocumented immigrants, things like like from populations like that, that aren't going to know that grain entrapment is even a thing. And they're they're sending them in to do this. I don't know. This is so much more depressing than I even. Yeah. Yeah, this isn't, about. this isn't kids goofing inside corn silos. It's kids I guess who I, yeah, are I working just, in corn silos. I just had this like weird, I don't know, stand by me vision of some kids being stupid, but this is so much worse and so much darker as always. Yeah. Let's keep going. Yeah. OSHA regulations and fines and improvements in grain facilities led to the decrease in incidents seen in the early 2000s, but small farms with under 10 employees are not subject to those regulations And those are the vast majority of farms in the U.S. Most farms don't have more than 10 employees. 70% of these incidents happen on farms that are exempt from OSHA regulations. Agriculture is one of the highest risk industries in America. Sure. Grain entrapment incidents don't make up a high proportion of agriculture industry injuries and deaths, but they are particularly horrifying, not only for the people that they happen to, but their coworkers and families who have to go in and basically pull a dead body from all this corn and then presumably still send it out to be eaten by Americans. And uh, this happens because people just take risks and think it's not going to happen to them, but it will. Yeah. So clearly, especially in my nightmares, I'm going to have a nightmare about this. There's no way around it. Let's talk about some recent incidents. (laughs) Okay. One of the most famous kid named Tommy Osier. O-S-I-E-R. We're going to link to a New York Times article where this is mentioned. Just a heads up. Maybe skip that video unless you want to hear a mother talking about holding her child's dead body after it was drowning corn, jaw dislocated, mouth and nose so heavily packed full of corn that he even had it in his lungs. The boy in question, Tommy Osier, was a Michigan high school student who struggled in school, was held back, was still a year from graduating when he died in 2011. He'd gotten a job on a farm working with livestock, and uh, the article points out he made $7.40 an hour, which they present that like it's a good thing, but it's 15 cents above minimum wage, uh, and incredibly depressing when you take into account how this ended. The owner of this farm claimed that he knew about the risk of toxicity and combustion in the air inside silos, but didn't know about the risk of cascading grain. How? Because he's lying. He's, he's probably lying. He had no, no equipment for air quality monitoring or for rescue on the farm, but authorities still found him clear of willfully flouting state rules about sending workers into grain silos. How? He sent a worker into a grain silo. And because if... That lawsuit goes, oh boy. Yeah. So talk about a cascade. So Tommy Ozier died inside that grain silo. Oh my 
my God. And he was the second of two incidents that almost kind of led to some change. The other was in 2014, a 14-year-old worker became entrapped after he and two other workers entered a grain silo. One of them, a 19-year-old, also became entrapped in an attempt to rescue him. They both died in seconds. That's how fast this can kill you. Seconds they died. The third, a 20-year-old, was also entrapped trying to save the 19-year-old, who was his best friend. (sighs) He was stuck, pinned against his friend's dead body for 12 hours as 300 rescuers worked to empty the grain to free him. He was injured, but he did survive. And uh, here's a quote from the 14-year-old's mother. They sent those boys in there ill-equipped to do a job that even adults should not do. They sacrificed our boys to save a buck and get more corn out. But hey, this farm got fined. So there's that. I don't think anybody who pushed play on this episode was prepared for the depths of despair that we would take them to. I certainly wasn't. No, neither was I. So in 2011, after those two incidents, uh, the Labor Department proposed regulations to protect children farm workers, Caitlin. Now things are turning around, huh? Sounds like it. They would prevent children under age 18 from entering grain bins and silos and other enclosed spaces where grain is stored. Nobody should be there. It would also have prevented children from other farm tasks, such as herding livestock. And it would have regulated certain tasks for children, such as limiting what type of farm vehicles they can drive, the heights of ladders they're allowed to climb, and the size of trees they're allowed to cut. Oh. But. But. The Obama administration got involved after pressure from Republicans on the implementation of regulations in general. Politicians in farming states uh, complained that this would impact their constituents negatively. Who cares? Lots of farm owners and constituents in farming areas made the same complaints and the Labor Department withdrew its proposal. I just think this is where we need robots. I just, oh, we sure do. This is like farms, all farms need robots. <laughs> and what's crazy. <laughs> That's my platform for my, my, what I'm running for office. All farms need robots. What's crazy is the reason people were so opposed to these regulations is they were arguing that it would prevent kids from working on their family's farms. And it wouldn't. These still wouldn't have applied to the farms where most of this is happening. It wouldn't apply to those farms with under 10 employees, and it wouldn't apply to family farms. So this would have just been one really small step in the right direction, and everyone still jumped in to shoot it down. Even the parents of the victims that, like Tommy Osher's mother, the uh, 14-year-old victim's mother, they opposed it, claiming it would prevent kids from working on farms and around livestock, and it would not. Since 1938, federal labor law has exempted children working for their parents or close relatives from all child labor regulations, with the theory supposedly being that parents wouldn't put their own children at risk. (laughs) Yeah, they would. Of course they would. They put some of their children at risk by just having them. Yeah. And uh, yeah, those child labor regulations were the first proposed in almost 50 years. And they didn't pass. So, uh... Kids are going to keep drowning in corn all around the country. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> That's disturbed, but it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Same music family. Oh, right. Yeah. De- oh, yeah. Definitely. Like, like the family of homosexuals. Yeah. Or the bisexuals. bisexuality family. The bisexuality yes. family. It's the yeah. same kind of thing. Well, so, uh, that 
That's, that was dark, Adam. <laughs> that's brain entrapment. If you want to see it in action, I mean, there are, there's YouTube, even the YouTube videos of this happening to mannequins is horrifying. I didn't look, I didn't want, I can't, I, this whole thing, like I said, you introduced a new way to die to me. And I, that alone is impressive because again, I thought I, I really cornered that, you know what I mean? In my brain and dog eared all the ways. Yeah. Nope. I, I had never heard of this. I, watch silo when it's streaming like i don't want to be a don't dick rent it like i did no, i don't don't but also i don't Actually, i don't want to be a dick like they they made this movie in part to raise awareness of this issue and i think some of the money that they made from it went to raising awareness of this so i don't want to like totally shit on it but also don't go into it expecting to see a great movie but it's the, the Every, scenes where the corn silo stuff is happening are really, really intense. It's so scary. Um, yeah. And had the movie been just that, I think it almost would have been too much. To everything watch. needs a red asphalt. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like when we were kids learning how to drive, and they just scared the shit out of us by showing us video of people being peeled off the road. Like, hey, this could really happen to you. Like my brain does that anyway. So why can't we just produce that for all these different things? Like, Hey, this is like, you'll get sucked into, you're going to die with corn in your lungs. <laughs> yeah. FYI. Yeah. This is kind of the red asphalt of corn entrapment, <laughs> this movie. And if you do rent it, it's not, it's, it's cheap. It's not totally worthless. It's just, it's, I can't say it's a good movie. No, the, the so, parts where they cut to the family drama are just stupid, but and poorly acted. Yeah. Well, the acting's not terrible. The no. it's just the the fact that they had to like stretch to make it into a movie. Because you the know, thing about the thing about he, this too, it's not it's not a super eventful rescue. Like a lot of it you're just sitting there waiting yeah. and hoping you don't sink more and uh having really heavy conversations with the people watching yeah. you maybe It's a die. ticking it's a ticking clock movie. What this feels like now that we're kind of talking about it is if a lifetime movie and a red asphalt movie had a baby. Yeah. Yeah. That's the tone you're going to get. So if you're ready for it and you just want to sit with this particular way to die for 90 minutes, was it? Yeah. It's, it's great, a short great, movie. Great movie. Also any movie that's 90 minutes is a good movie. Yeah. I think this one might even be like closer to 80, like 80. Yeah. 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 So perfect in All that right. sense. But, uh, well, oh. next, next week, we're talking about something Guys. a little more lighthearted. We are talking about one of the most amazing episodes of Ghost Adventures I've ever seen. And here's the thing. I only picked it because it happened on a farm. And, I was shocked. And this is about this episode obviously takes place on a farm. So as a companion piece, I, I literally Googled Ghost Adventures farm episode and this episode came up and it is amazing. It's amazing. It is and so good. It's got all of the things that we joke about and more. It it really is an adventure. It's called the, uh, now I can't remember the name of the farm. I got it. Graydon, right? What is it? Garb, uh, sorry, Grabber Olive House, California. Yeah. The, Graber, Graber, high A. The, Graber. Epi the episode is called the Graber Farm Entity. I have no idea why it wasn't called the Creeper, but it's fine. We'll get to all little that. Spoiler there also. Another little spoiler. They push Billy too far in this one, guys. Man. And it is great. Billy. I was Billy. genuinely concerned. I was like, oh, is this the one where too. Billy dies? Is Billy dying? Yeah, there's a moment where, I mean, you could see everybody's like, did we kill Billy? Yeah. <laughs> did we finally kill Billy? Someone getting yeah. murdered downstairs. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's called the Graber Farm Entity. It's 
uh, season 23, I think episode 11. I watched it on Discovery Plus. Uh-oh. So, so I, what was it for you? I, I don't know. I mean, like, I just found it on Discovery Plus, and I know it was the same one, so I did yeah. it right. But I yeah. uh, I just got a new streaming device and I haven't added Discovery Plus back to it yet. So I watched uh-huh. it on Amazon this morning and there I know it's season 23, episode 11. But yeah. uh, if you have Discovery Plus, just search for Graber Farm Entity yeah. and click on episodes and it should be right there. And there it is. And uh, that's going to be our bone con next week. Until then, oh, Caitlin, aside from staying the fuck out of grain silos, do we have anything to plug this week? Just- also stay out of bean silos. I know we covered it, but just any kind of silo, I guess. Let's stay just, away uh, from piles of grain. If you see a pile of grain, it's up to it's no good. Not, it's just, it's just remember, it's not going to be like a pile of leaves. No, not at all. If your dog runs joyously into that pile. You're not going to get the dog back. Yeah. Say goodbye to that Sorry. dog. Don't try to rescue the dog either. Yeah. Rename him grain and put him in your mm-hmm. thoughts and prayers. Yep. Because he belongs to the farm now. Yep. And the earth. Uh, uh, I don't have anything to plug. Patreon.com slash unpops, unpopsnetwork.supercast.tech. You can subscribe to Pretty Scary for $4 a month. You get what? a bunch of bonus episodes. Hell yeah. Uh, Pretty Scary Boo on Twitter. Yep. Uh, Pretty Scary Boo on Instagram. Gonna get those deets to Caitlin. I'm gonna do it after, after this. Sure. This, uh, this I recording. Wait. I believe it's, you. It's, what is that? What was that? It's coming through on your end for some reason. What? Okay, now it stopped. What was that? I don't know. A ghost, probably. Ghost of a- no, Seriously, what was? <laughs> I mean, that was strange. It's probably the fucking Graber Farm entity ghost. They seem pretty strong. They're pissed. All right, well, I'm glad we captured the podcast. Yeah, I'm glad, glad we got that. Because uh, I really don't know what that was. No, no, so... that, was, that was weird. I'll leave that in. That was fun. Yeah, leave it in. So yeah, yeah. a little little preview of the 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 Graber Farm ghosts there. Uh, yeah, cl- they're close by, thirty six miles east of L.A. So we have worked years to build our credibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, Zach! Ah, All right, fuck. Here we go. Let's get out of here. Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.